Hey everybody, welcome to episode 48 here on What About Therapy. I'm Enoch Fossum and I'm a certified mindfulness life coach. And I'm Austin Ivey and I'm certified in the basics of acceptance and commitment therapy and we're both going to school to be marriage and family therapists. And today we're going to be breaking down another song and analyzing it with the mindset of therapy and it's going to be all my favorite songs by Weezer. So stick around. All right, welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be doing another fancy song breakdown because honestly, we're having a good time with this. We just think it's fun. This is why we're doing it. Yeah, we, we <laughs> I look forward to it more. I know Enoch does too. And so yeah. hopefully it's you guys are liking it more, but we're enjoying it more, a lot more, and um, having a good time with it. Having a good time, having a good time. And like we said in the <laughs> intro, it's going to be a song by Weezer featuring AJR and... It's, it was a song suggested by my wife, actually. She was like, hey, you should break down this song on the podcast. And she sent it to me, and I listened to it, and it's actually perfect. And it's a fun song, too. It just mm-hmm. sounds good. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's a fan of Weezer or AJR, hopefully you could already know the, the lyrics, probably, because, I mean, I did never heard of the song, and I'm a fan of both those bands. So yeah. I guess you don't have to be a fan to know the... Anyways, <laughs> um, it's a really good song, and it relates really well to... A lot of the things that we talk about in the ther- on the podcast all the time with like experiential avoidance and values, mm-hmm. psycholo- mm-hmm. psychological, rigi- <laughs> psychological rigidity, rigidity. Um, yeah. a lot of the acceptance and commitment therapy things we talk about all the time are just found all throughout this song. So it's going to be a good time to break it down. Yeah. And we, we use, usually before we start recording, we have these awesome conversations because we just <laughs> get ahead of ourselves. But today we didn't do that. We just hit record, so all the juicy goodness is gonna be is gonna be here. All the stuff that we usually get out beforehand and try to recreate after we hit record is gonna be yeah. a little bit more raw this time. So hopefully, actually, it comes out like it usually does before we hit record. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for, at least. Yeah. All right. Well, you know the drill with these songs. If you've heard our past episodes, I guess the past three two two weeks, we had. We did 21 Pilots like, a, like two weeks ago, and then we did Stranger Things. Oh, you're right. And then and we then did The, the weekend. weekend. So, so kind of the similar thing that we've been doing the past weeks, yeah. just analyzing things, breaking it down. Yep, it's going to be the same. But it's going to be the verse by record. We're going to listen to it, break it down, listen to it, break it down, verse by verse, stuff like that. Yeah, and I really hope that we, like if you're listening to this in your car and stuff, the, I hope the, the volume's okay, like the transition from our voice to the music. You don't have to either you know, turn down our voices and then turn up the music or whatever it is. I try to balance it. So it's, so you don't have to mess with the volume. So if there's, you know, some, some issues there, just let me know, please. Enoch (laughs) is a master editor. He's doing his best. I try. I (laughs) learn all I can from YouTube. And he's uh, doing his best. Yeah, we're doing it and it's fun. So anyway, drum roll, please. Let's get into this first verse. My favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite songs are sad. All my favorite people make me mad. Everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. I don't know what's wrong with me. I 
All right, well, that was a good one. Let's uh, let's break that down. So right off the bat, all my favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite people make me mad. So mad, so mad. <laughs> On our end, you see the the like the backup vocals yeah, in parentheses. All, like, <laughs> so it, it says it twice. Like, like, why does it say it twice? Um, but it's just the backup singers. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I relate a lot to this. Um, these two verses especially. Um, my a couple of my favorite songs are pretty slow and sad, and um, not so much that my favorite people make me mad. But they used to be that way, especially when you're like a like when you were younger. I felt this when I was younger that for some reason the people that we're closest with had the most like probability or the highest potential to just get under our skin and make us so mad. Hmm. And I think it's because they they know us so well. Yeah. You know, and we know them so well and so right. when something goes wrong or they do something we don't like, it just hurts so much more because we know them so well and we think so highly of them. Yeah. I mean it's really common for for teenagers to feel this way, right? Like going through high school. So maybe this song is I don't know if AJR and Weezer's like main listen listener fan base are adolescents, high schoolers. Maybe they're trying to AJR aim. maybe. Weezer's pretty they were very right. Late nineties, early two thousands. So yeah. AGR is getting popular recently. So maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's directed more towards them because yeah. they know that usually at that time they have discrepancies or issues, struggles with their family. And the defiant you know? stuff and the rebellion. Yeah. But I think at any point in a person's life they can kind of feel that way that why do the why do our favorite people, the people we're closest with, have such a high potential to make us so mad and get us yeah. so frustrated and yeah i do think it's because we're so close with them and they it just hurts a little bit more when things go wrong right i mean you see that in marriage too like oh, yeah you go through the honeymoon phase they're your favorite person in the world all of a sudden three months later like why does this person tick me off you know it's like so easy too yeah like it's just the smallest things yep not putting the toilet paper the right way not over instead of <laughs> under, under. <laughs> leaving the sock hanging off <laughs> Of the laundry bin rather than fully into the laundry bin. And I fully I haven't heard of that, that one, actually. I, I think it's just one of those things that I do that I'm kind of lazy with and I won't fix it. And so my wife will just correct me like, they just put it back in. Um, and she's never gotten mad at me, but it's just one of those things that she just corrects. <laughs> and like I yeah. think it's it's just funny because it's such a silly thing that I just can't control. <laughs> like I, I For some reason, I can't fix that about myself. I'm so lazy with putting my socks into the laundry bin. Or your clothes in the drawer. When you close the drawer, some of the like, the shirts poking out a little bit. I was looking at that. That's my me. drawer right before I left, that one of the shirts was poking out. And I was like, she's going to notice that for sure. <laughs> and she never like gets mad at me. It's just that she's going to notice it because she does. But uh, anywho, that's a, that just it hits so closely with me. Yeah. And um, going on to the next line, I, I, I thought this one was very interesting. That he brings this up. Um, everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad. And I, I think that was an interesting, like, that he notices that and he recognizes that. That typically the things that feel the best and that are the most reinforcing or that have the most, like, short-term effect, mm-hmm. like, positive short-term effect, typically mm-hmm. are very bad for you. Yeah. Think about, like, sugar, desserts, really high-fat foods, like, really unhealthy foods. Mm-hmm. They're so good in the moment. Also talk about alcohol, drugs, stimulants, marijuana, whatever yeah. it is, in the moment. It feels so good. All the everything that feels so good is bad. It always has that long term implication. Yeah. That isn't so good for you. And it's like I think the theme we're gonna see throughout this song is like dichotomy, polarization, the mm-hmm. um 
the opposites that there's this thing, but also this thing that's the exact opposite of it. Yeah. And this one I think encapsulates that the most that the writer sees that in his life, that everything that is so that feels the best to him and appears to be good at first typically has the worst implications later on. Yeah. I think it's an important thing to recognize. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, think of this as well through like an emotional or mental standpoint as well. If you, I mean, all of you who have engaged in gossip, which probably all of you, yeah, <laughs> in some form or another, why do we do it? Because it feels good. Why do we... It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. fun. Why do we blow off steam or anger in unhealthy ways? Because it feels good, you know, to, I don't know, punch someone if you get in an argument. Uh, what are some other good examples of bad? I don't know. There's so many like, like screaming into a pillow. It feels so good. Sure. Yeah. But it, long term, it leads to unhealthy coping mechanisms. Like yeah. it feels so good to just go smash things when you're yeah. feeling angry or go punch a punching bag. Yeah. But that's not the best thing for you. We've talked a little about that about that before, yeah. and um, it feels so good to like put someone in their place. And mm. tell them off, like, I was right, you were wrong. It feels so good in the moment, but what does that do to your relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels so good to, I don't know, for me, it feels so good to drink a nice energy drink in the beginning of the day because it tastes really good. And I wake up for a minute, about 30 minutes later, and I'm more <laughs> tired than I was in the first place. Bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> and I think it's, that just, it kind of goes back to that 21 Pilots song that we talked about with Mulberry Street that mm-hmm. we think that things either need to be high or at a low. Yeah, and that we kind of live between we live between those two polar two poles. We're either one of those or the other. We're either higher or low. Right. But life is in the middle. Like true life, meaningful life, and sustainable life is not being fully energized or completely asleep. It's somewhere in the middle where you can just plug along and stuff like that. And so, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's kind of what I was thinking about when I heard the song the first time that. Um, things that feel the best typically have the worst implications and it's because we want to be at that high but naturally with the, like the law of opposites we have to be brought brought back down if we're at a super high high law of opposites we're going to be brought down to a super low low like the rebound effect yeah. just that's like a law of nature in my opinion that everything has an equal opposite reaction you're going to have a rebound effect but if you're right then in the middle there's less of a rebound Right. So if you can stay in the middle, if you can live a life in the middle, swing between between up and down a little bit less, then you might have more meaningful, more sustainable life. Yeah. Shout out to Newton. Yeah. And I really hope Newton hears this. That'd make my day. And <laughs> let us know if you're listening, to Newton. Wait. <laughs> um. Anyway. So yeah, a lot of the song though is just really repetitive. So we're not going to go through all the repetitiveness every time. But at the end of this first verse, it's important to know, he says, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I mean, from my point of view, nothing's wrong with you. Yeah, Mr. Weezer, there's nothing. Mr. Weezer, come on, man. Like it, it's okay. <laughs> just like we did said Mr. Weekend. Carl Weezer. That's all I think of is Mr. <laughs> do the voice. I don't know if I could do it right now. I'd, maybe after this next verse, I'll be able to open it back up. Okay, deal. <laughs> but... I mean, there's really, there's, there's nothing wrong with you. It's okay. Just because you like slow songs, hey man, 
I like some Twilight soundtrack music. <laughs> Honestly, I've been really into that lately. I Twilight love soundtrack so much. It's really good. I, really I have a I have a huge study playlist of like three hundred songs that I study to. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's all soundtracks. Yeah, I think Twilight's on it a few times. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, I think you bring you point something that's really important that I think we like to pathologize certain things just because it doesn't fit the norm. Right, like just like, because sorry. I like sad songs, yeah. because this isn't like this isn't super beneficial. That there must be something wrong with me, mm, or like yeah. because I feel these way these certain ways, there must be something wrong with my brain, or I have this disorder. Yeah, but I think I think that's point, kind of the point of the song too. That yeah, all these things that seem bad or seem unhealthy are just really normal things that everyone deals with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you can get control of. But yeah. there's no shame in feeling it because it's so normal and everyone feels this way. And I think that's why the song is so relatable. Yeah, and I mean, bring it back to 21 Pilots, there's no need to feel shame feeling bad. Yeah, there's nothing, you know, no, keep your bliss, there's nothing wrong with this. You know, That's there's right. nothing wrong with feeling bad because it's part of the, the law of opposites. Again, it's part yeah. of the life experience. Yeah, we think, for some reason, we all think that life is meant to be live on the high, right? Like you think of that graph that we were talking about earlier. Life is meant to be on the high, and anywhere beneath that, is either bad, unhealthy, wrong, scary, scary, not great, not life. Where in reality, we all know, but no one wants to admit that life is lived in the middle of that frequency of that graph, because no one's life is all always completely high. Like, I mean, you know, unless you're a stoner, always smoking, then your life might be always high, but. It's like you're talking about everything that that. feels good is bad, bad, bad. That's going to eventually have really long-term implications because yeah. you won't ever be able to feel good unless you're high. Yeah, It's kind of the same thing if you eat um, like a ton of sugar. If all you do is that. Then if you're not eating sugar, you're going to feel really, really bad. Right. And I don't mean to bring statistics into this right now, but I'm bring thinking statistics right now. And when you look at a probability curve, I don't know if anyone knows that, but it's like a bell curve. The bell curve. Yeah. And there's like like there's deviations in that bell curve. And like, so one standard deviation away in both directions, you'll send like a line up the middle and it'll show like the probability of something happening within that standard deviation. And the vast majority of situations happen within those first standard deviations, left and right. I think it's something like 68% of probabilities happen within just one standard deviation from the center. And so the way I look at it is 60, 70% of your life is going to be happening within one standard deviation away from the center, which is just normal things, like yeah. slightly bad, slightly good. And it's only something like 2% of the, like I think the third standard deviation, so the furthest away from the center, it's only like 2%, low mm-hmm. and high, so 4% combined. So only like 4% of your life is going to be spent at a really high high and a really low low. Yeah. If we bring statistics into it in that way. so Okay, dang. Like <laughs> I just thought about that That's on the spot deep. that... If you think about it that way, the vast majority of your life is going to be one standard deviation from exactly in the center. And yeah. you might go a little bit low, a little bit high, but that's how you should expect your life to be. And that's coming right. from like a mathematic perspective. Yeah. And so you should stop looking for things. They're going to bring you to a really high high because that is only meant to be like 4% of your life. Yeah. And the same thing, like don't, I don't know. I don't know the best way to do it. Like when it comes to the low, like try not to, um, if you're, if you find yourself in a really low, low, what do you need to do to bring yourself out of that? You know, like what is, what are you doing that perpetuates that? Right. I mean, don't fall into those cognitive distortions of like overgeneralization where you have a one bad thing happen and you're just like, Oh my gosh, 
I'm a terrible human being. This is going to be like this forever. Yeah. Like the, down, the downward spiral that we've talked about before. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Math. Yeah. Cow. The only thing I've been able to use statistics <laughs> for in the last 10 weeks. Goodness. There you go. It was worth it just for that. I right got to stop complaining about it now. I'd actually applied it to my degree. <laughs> Dang it. I can't, I can't stop. I can't complain about it anymore. <laughs> no, but that's cool. about that. <laughs> yeah. For real. Get some extra credit. Yeah. But, and that's so true because we, we think that we all need to be high, theoretically. <laughs> and literally sometimes. Yeah. To, to have a good time. But, and don't must, don't get us wrong here. We're not saying you have to, you know, the most of your time, your life is just going to be like dull. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't be happy and satisfied with your life and continually striving to be better. But there's a difference between living that way and I guess expecting your life to go a certain way you know yeah it's like we talked about like climate versus weather before i think yeah like yep. the climate is long term weather is like day by day yep. your your climate is going to be spent in the middle but you're going to have days that are really high and those are really exciting days like days that are um and you go to a concert you go to you go on vacation yeah and you're meant to have that you're supposed to have there's nothing wrong with that but like we've talked about before in the 21 pilots episode that their life can be lived during the week it doesn't have to be just on the yeah. weekend there's yep and it might not be super stimulating. It might not be super reinforcing or it might not be super high, but there's still joy to be found within those, that first standard deviation away from the center. You know, there's still yeah. life to be lived and that's where things are going to be most of the time. You should find reasons and find ways to make that time meaningful for you because yeah. those really high highs and really low lows are so far and um, so uncommon and they're, they're meant to be that way. I mm-hmm. guess that's what we're getting at mm-hmm. because I think life is meant to be lived in the middle because yeah. that's what we have to be used to. We can't just be searching after the, the third standard deviation away from the center, like yeah. positive three, because it's just the chances of finding it are really low. If you're bringing it back into math, the probability of getting an experience that is in that very, like to the right tail of the third standard deviation mm-hmm. it's really low looking at it from like yeah. a hypothesis test i hate using the word from statistics <laughs> if it's in that right side the probability is really low like the the p-value oh I hate dang using the p-value of, values that, in here. of that um of that test or that hypothesis whatever yeah. it is is really low yeah and so the chance of you having those really reinforcing experiences are really low because it's just our brains are meant to live that way I think they're meant to live mm-hmm. in the in-between so on Mulberry street on Mulberry street. Yeah. Yeah. It's keeping sidewalk under <laughs> our feet during the weekdays in the rain. It's okay to move sideways, <laughs> but that is the first verse. Right, in chorus. Yeah. Goodness. Um, yeah. A lot of good stuff in there. I guess we can move on to the, uh, the second verse and chorus here. One, two, three. I love parties, but I don't go. Then I feel bad when I stay home. Cause I need a friend when I take a walk. I like spacing out when somebody talks. I want to be rich, but I feel guilty. I fall in love with everyone who hates me. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite people make me mad, so bad. Everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
well. It is such a fun song to listen to, though. Like it's yeah. so it be AJR always does that with their songs. I think it's that's bad. why I like them so much. It's bad, bad, bad. It's bad, bad, bad. That's it's good, so it better be bad. <laughs> you know. Also, uh, one note I want to note here is we say bad, but you know us. It's not bad. It's unhelpful. Mm, there you go. That's good to point yep. out. Yep. So when he says it feels good, but it's bad, bad, bad. It's really unhelpful, AJR. It's not really bad. Who's yeah. to say it's bad? That's that probably wouldn't rhyme very well. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's see. It's everything, everything that feels so good is unhelpful, unhelpful, unhelpful. 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 <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, hey, man, you can make it work. Yeah, change the beat um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one because it talks a little bit about experiential avoidance now. He yep. says that I love parties, but I don't go. Then I feel bad when I stay home. And that's, we had a whole episode about that. I don't know what episode it was, but we had a whole episode on that specific circumstance where people yeah. like to go out. And they like to spend time with people, but they don't, and they feel worse. For, they feel worse than they would having anxiety at the party. Right. And that's the definition of experiential avoidance. Yeah. Cause why, so why would you want to go to a party in the first place? Well, because you probably have a value of connection, right? Of talking with people, making new friends. But that doesn't mean that you don't have social anxiety. It's interesting. Those two can be paired together you can have social anxiety but have a value of connection and so when your values say okay let's go to this party i'll talk with some friends meet new people that'd be awesome but then your social anxiety comes in saying whoa hold on now you know what would happen if you went to that party you would miss up mix up your words you would maybe sweat and they'd think of you as a weirdo whatever it is and so you kind of have this internal war that goes on between your values and between your inner critic. And so you have a choice to make there. And here in the song, AJR decided, or I guess Weezer, both of them, Weezer AJR, AJR Weezer, <laughs> they decided not to go to the party. And he says he feels bad because he stayed home. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, like, dichotomy that we get into a lot yeah. you know like yeah i do it all the time because like the voice of introversion is so loud and like we talked yeah. about introversion versus extroversion before a lot yeah i think it was last, it was last episode. episode yeah the personality the ocean episode on yeah. personality with yeah. jordan peterson and stuff but the voice of introversion is so loud and so mm -hmm. but you can also have that value that you're talking about you can have both and they can coexist but that voice of introversion is super loud which is funny because it's introversion. Exactly, right? It's and really it, loud. For me, it's so loud. Like, I have this exact thing. Like, I want to go to, like, family parties and I want to spend time with friends. But that voice of introversion is super loud. And it can convince me to stay away from things a lot of the time. And I always feel bad when I, when I end up, like, avoiding things. Yeah. And it's... It's a hard thing to do, but telling that introversion to, like, shut up a little bit. And, yeah. Like, I want to do this thing. Because it's a value of mine. Like you said, it's a value of connection. I think there's nothing wrong with listening. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with listening to your introversion. Yeah. Because it can be hard for an introvert right. to go out and do things. Like speaking mm -hmm. as one, it can be damaging in a way. Not like, like I'm going to get trauma from this. But like it's 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 energy sure, draining. Yeah. It, it yeah. really is. and It's just withdrawals, no deposits. Exactly. We talked about that before. It's taking yeah. all your coins that you earn throughout the week or earn from solitude and from being with like small groups yeah it costs a lot of money figuratively to go out but there are certain times where you need to tell the introversion to just 
zip their lid and like, I'm going to go do this thing because yeah. although I'm going to be spending coins, there's things that are more important than spending yep. and losing money. Like figuratively speaking again, like losing my, my social money or whatever you want to, we called it last time. Yeah. Um, the end of rant with that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No. And I mean, you see here, even in the song, he says, cause I need a friend when I take a walk. I like spacing out when somebody talks. So he's saying he has a value of connection. Yeah, these last two lines is very obvious. Yeah, yeah, he wants to make friends. He loves to be around, maybe not a lot of people, but people. He likes to connect. Yeah, yeah he likes to zone out when people talk. Like just to be, you've had those situations where you're just with people you love and you zone out and you just, you enjoy being there. In that specific you know? line, he, he presents that like it's a bad thing, but I like I, I, you flip it. Like it doesn't matter if he's zoning out. Like I like zoning out when I'm with people because it's not that I want to, it's not that I don't want to hear them, but I just want to be with them. Yeah. And zoning out is just what I do. Yeah, and because, that's okay. And I think it's, I liked how you flipped that. Because I think he's trying to present that as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Because you're yeah. just wisp. Because I do that all the time. Like, unfortunately, I zone out with my wife all the time. But I would rather be with her zoning out than alone doing things by myself. Because I just want to be around her. Yeah. And I feel bad that I zone out. But I can relate to that because I love doing things with her, like going on walks, figuratively speaking, and literally, I love going on walks, but I also like zoning out and just being in nature with her. Yeah. So I can relate to that a lot, and I like how you flipped that on its head. Yeah, like the other day, we I was with my family. We had a couple family members in town, and I I zoned out here and there, you know, and I just I was just really enjoying the like enjoying the moment. I mean, you can I guess it's kind of funny. I zoned out, but I was in the moment of just being around my family, not necessarily listening to anyone in particular because a bunch of people were talking. Um, but it was just fun to be there, and it was good. I yeah, mean, I think that's such a normal thing. Help. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, bad, bad. It's not bad, bad, or bad. It can be unhelpful at times, obviously, if mm-hmm. you zone out, you know, and you're trying to talk with people and have a serious conversation with your your wife yeah. or husband or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, and when you really want to connect with people, yeah, sure, that that could be unhelpful, but it's not bad. Yeah, it can be unhelpful. Yeah, contextually. Yeah, yeah. and then going on to the next lines, um, I, these are really fun. I want to be rich, but I feel guilty. I fall in love with everyone who hates me. Man, that's like. It's like the psychological reactants. It's um, it's like a conflicting values. There's so many things going on here, but uh, it kind of just goes back to the whole overarching theme of like value-based living. That mm-hmm. he wants to have a lot of money, but I'm guessing the guilt comes from like the fact that if he wants to be rich, he also has this value of like altruism and maybe like charity. And how could he? Or maybe he doesn't like the fact that there's a lot of disparity in the world but he wants to have the life that rich people live. I don't know, maybe like to spend time doing hobbies or vacationing. Yeah. Um, but just that inner conflict that usually presents itself whenever we present a new value. Like let's mm-hmm. say you have a value of, of fitness, but you also live sitting on the couch and watching stranger things with your spouse. And that's, and that's an issue with me and my wife. And like, <laughs> we love doing like, she, we both love being outside. But we also love watching stranger things. And there's so many things that can conflict with our values. And so it's so hard to find a, like a middle ground. And I think that's just part of the human condition. Yeah. It's picking and choosing when we're going to live our values, not picking and choosing when we're going to live our values, but when we're going to live certain values based off of how we're feeling. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You have, you picture your values on a, you know, a scale or a list and some values take precedence over others. 
like just depending on what you're doing. If you have a value of connection, but you also have a value of going outside, then maybe if you want to watch Stranger Things, you can put your value of connection over your value of nature. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just what happens. I mean, if you put your value of, you know, like like me, if I put my value of fitness before anything else ever always, like that wouldn't be very helpful. And mm-hmm. that could get in the way of a lot of things. So you have to just see what value is more important at that time and go ahead and live it. And really adopt the psychological flexibility that right. is the yeah. foundation of acceptance and commitment therapy where if you're too rigid with your thinking and you're too Mm -hmm. attached to thoughts or ideas or goals, then you're going to have an opposite effect of what you're going for. Even with trying to live your values, you can have a rebound effect. And um, that takes many forms and it can come for many reasons, but this could be one of them where you have conflicting values. And I think if you just choose one and go with it, you'll probably end up feeling okay. As long as it's not like, I don't know, going too far in one direction and totally neglecting the other one. But when it comes to a value battle, I don't think there's ever a correct answer. Right. It's just choosing whatever you feel like in the moment that works with the context. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about values is they're so flexible. Right. And that's how they're the exact opposite of goals. Mm -hmm. All goals have to be a certain thing. Just having a conversation with my wife about this, that it's so relaxing to be value-based. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything specific because, and it can be, like it can be put on the back burner and it's okay because it's not a goal. It's just something that you try to focus on. And mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on this other thing and you're just going to be a background actor for a second. I still yeah. care about you and maybe I'll focus on you tomorrow. It's such a beautiful thing. That's why we talk about it so much because it's so helpful. Right. I mean, the way Russ Harris puts it is just beautiful. It's values is going westward. Mm. You know, you never arrive at westward. As long as you're going there, at least headed there in that direction, you, you can stop for a little while. You can take a break. Like as long as you're headed in that, in that direction, it's all that matters. And the goals are simply destinations along the way of pursuing your values. Yeah, moving westward. Yep. Westward ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's that verse in a nutshell, I guess. Unless you have more you yeah, want to add. Uh, I mean, just this line here, I fall in love with everyone who hates me. Mm, yeah. You could take that, I mean, in many ways, and we can just go on a rant with this. Like yeah. Maybe he's just super empathic, and he gives people second chances all the time, and they mm-hmm. just end up you know, taking advantage of him and, and all that stuff. I mean... You kind of get where I'm going there, and I just don't want to go on that rant. We've done yeah. plenty of episodes on this. That could be its own episode, the well. like the the fix-it mentality that a lot of people have when they get into relationships. Like, we could literally do a whole episode on that yeah. and how unhelpful that can be and how, like, not dangerous, but how can this impact your life negatively if that's how you go into relationships? And yeah. I see where he's going with that because I think a lot of people feel that way, that, like, why do I feel this way? Like, everyone who hates me, I just want to, I want to try to fix them. Like, I want to... I want to make him love me and make him like me. And I, I mean, I feel that way too. And I think that, like, again, I think the point of this song is to point out these very normal things that feel so wrong that yeah. everyone deals with. Yeah. And that's okay. This makes it relatable. Just that a lot of people feel this way. Yeah. Well, let's carry on. Last verse. Here we go. I've been a yes man Cause I don't want to know myself Wish you the best man Now I got no left I feel ashamed when no one calls me but I do the same so mom and dad I'm sorry all my favorite songs are slow and sad and all my favorite people make me mad so mad 
I really like these first two lines. This is when we switched from the lead singer of Weezer over to the lead singer of AJR. And um, I like these first two lines. I'll just read them here. It says, I've been a yes man because I don't want to know myself. And that like that hit me to a deep level the first time my wife sent it to me because I feel that way a lot. And I say that mm-hmm. like this whole song, but I think that's the reason I wanted to do this song is because it's so relatable to me. But I think a lot of people feel this way where they just, if they just say yes to everything and they're, they can just please everyone else. They never have to um, choose what they really like. They never have to stick right. to their like, standard for themselves. They never have to say no. They never have to be confrontational and never find out what they truly care about. Because if you just say yes all the time, then you're always going to be pleasing people and you can just kind of put your life on the back burner. Yeah. And um, I just think that's such a human thing to do. And I love how they confront that problem in the song. Yeah, I mean, you can see if you go back to the line, I want to fall in love with everyone who hates me. Or I don't, I don't want to. I fall in love with everyone who hates me. And then he starts off by saying, here, I've been a yes man. And like we were talking about, he's just, he sounds like he's just really a empathic person, really nice person, mm-hmm. a little too nice, it sounds like. Boil over into the people-pleasing mentality. Yep, yeah. yep. always saying yes because he loves connection, loves that value, and he'll get it in any way he can. Yeah. Even if that's saying yes to everything and putting their own life, like Austin said, on the back burner because they don't matter as long as they're with people and hey you know I'm, my my life can wait yeah I'm, I'm i'm living my life of pleasing other people like i'm making yeah. other people happy so why does that matter right yeah and it's just not sustainable in yeah, the long run you're gonna get burnt out really quick living that way because you have needs and like self-care is a real thing like true self-care of taking care of yourself and like searching after what you truly need out of your life to be happy and to sustain your own like well-being yeah it's very important and when yeah. you just kind of put that on the back burner like that we talked about episodes ago about how often we'll be the last person to go get food at a family party or like at a catered lunch mm-hmm. at work yeah that's just kind of the mentality that a lot of people like this have that like other people can go before me and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that we talked about that before there's right. that's altruistic it's really nice like full of charity that's, that's great but yeah. like if that's your entire mentality about life that I'm always last. There's you're going to run into unhelpful problems a lot in your life because yeah. you're going to have things that are untreated, I guess, or un just ignored. Ignored in yeah, your life. Um, I'm trying to think of the word neglected. neglected. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. And it flows perfectly into the next line. It's kind of those first four lines of this verse are all the same through same thing really because he says wish you the best man, but now I got no more wishes left. Right. Like he used his last wish on someone else. Mhm. And how often do we do that or like in our relationships at work, do we just give all of our energy to someone else? But now we have nothing left for ourselves. So we just go home and go to bed and things compound on themselves. We don't get into routines and self care. And eventually you get to a point where you break down, have a panic attack or maybe something worse. Um, I like suicidal ideation, things like that. That's like obviously the extreme of course, but that is what builds up over time when you don't take care of yourself and always are putting other people in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes on to say, I feel ashamed when no one calls me, but I do the same, so mom and dad, I'm sorry. So he does this to his parents. He never calls them. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, he feels bad when no one calls him. So you see this conflicting uh, just argument he's having this whole song, and particularly here. He's realizing that what he wants with his values, he's not doing himself. Mm-hmm. And so there's some misalignment there. So, I mean, he recognizes it, and that's mm-hmm. the first step, right? Like we say all the time, recognition recognition is the first step to change. 
And so from this, from this song, he can see, it's really just a whole song really of him recognizing what he's doing mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, you know, and why he feels bad, which is actually really good. Yeah. It's like part of um, like mindfulness, I guess, yeah. and like dropping anchor, truly yeah. feeling what you're feeling and recognizing what's causing problems in your life. Yeah. So, I mean, the song is really just a reflection of his life. Yeah. It's like a self inventory. I never yeah. thought about it that way, but I like it. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to point out that you said that I think a lot of people do, like for me myself, I know that I'm this way, but people that are like eat, get food before me mentality, like get in line before me and then they're the last person. It's like, it's cause they want to give service. Like they, they probably have a value of service and charity and altruism, all that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Right. But if you flip it on its head and you, you kind of touched on this, if everyone would be that way, no one would be, no one would be able to give service because everyone right. would be trying to give service. Yeah. And part of being charitable, part of being, having a value of service is accepting service and charity from mm. other people. Yeah. And that's something that took a while for me to learn, but how can you, the only reason you're able to give charity and the only reason you're able to give service to other people is because they accept it. Mm-hmm. And so if you truly have a value of service and charity, you have to be willing to accept it. So someone else, can feel the feelings that come with living that type of lifestyle. Right. And I think that's why it's so important to give yourself a break and be the first person in line yeah. at the, at the catered lunch at work, because that means someone else can say, okay, I, someone else that got to like got in line before me, or I got to help yeah. someone like accepting that help for homework or help fixing your car, getting directions. It doesn't matter what it is because you know how good that feels and you want someone else to feel that same way. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's actually a great way to to end off this episode here because the rest of the song is just going to be, you know, repetition. Repeat of the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. But you know the drill. We're going to give you a chance to listen to the entire song. We'll, we'll listen to the whole thing here and then you can just listen to it through the lens that we, we talked about. Or maybe even a new lens based off of what you felt for yourself in this yeah. episode. Yeah, what is this song saying for you? All my favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite songs are sad. All my favorite people make me mad. So mad, so mad. Everything that feels so good is bad, bad, bad. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. I don't know what's wrong with me.
Hopefully you guys liked that. Hopefully maybe you um, were able to do a self-inventory of yourself. Like what are yeah. what are some of your dichotomies? Like yeah. I do this, but I do this. And we invite you to do that this week. Maybe take a little bit of like a 60-second pause in your day where you can just be alone by yourself in a room or whatever it is in your car in the parking lot to just what are some of the things that I do that maybe I don't like or that are an opposite of my value. And then maybe set some goals and or make some plans to live more in accordance to your values because it'll, it'll make a difference. It really will. Right. Yeah. Think of your values. See if you're aligned with them. And if you're not, what are you doing that's really making you misaligned with your values? You know, and then do your best to try and realign yourself and continue heading westward. One small step at a time. That's all that matters. And don't be too hard on yourself like AJR and Weezer. You're not bad. And it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to be on Mulberry Street. It's okay to live in the middle. And once you accept that, that's when life really starts to get more exciting, you know? You'll be, you'll feel like your, I guess really your emotional baseline, Mm -hmm. that middle for you will essentially move up. Yeah, that's a good point. For you, you know? When you just accept that you don't have to be happy all the time. You don't have to like what everyone likes. You don't have to do what everyone does to be happy because your middle is some is i guess your middle is different than other people's middle you know so yeah i like what you're saying like when you naturally accept that you don't need to be living on a high you don't have to accept the super low your middle line will go up and so eventually i don't even need to repeat it i like that a lot that's that's really how it works that the more you accept life how it is you live on like a, a linear increase of an emotional right. baseline and yeah. your highs will be higher and your lows will be higher if that makes <laughs> sense like i hope that makes sense yeah. that's really how it works yeah oh, yeah like well it. great way to end the episode if you like this please leave a rating and review and if you made it this far seriously thank you so much this this means a lot we do see you if you do make it this far we have the statistics we so watch we the know. analytics of every episode <laughs> we, we yeah. know who you are not by name but we see you we just see that there's a number attached to every episode and how many people listen to it <laughs> yep Yep, so thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Thanks, guys. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah.
What about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. <clears throat> Zuka was smelling my leg. It tickled so much. His little nose is so tickly.